Well, good morning and welcome to Winners Win Live uh, with your new CEO, Dr. Chris Copley. I just wanted to spend some time with you guys today talking about what I think is some very important aspects of being successful, especially in the network marketing industry. Uh, but let me start with some housekeeping. First of all, our upcoming Riviera Maya surge experience is sold out. It's going to be one for the books. It's going to be one to talk about. But guys, it has absolutely sold out as we knew it would. And uh, so for all of you who secured a spot, uh, can't wait to see you guys and spend some time at one of the top two all-inclusive adult-only resorts in the world. And that's where we're going to be. Hey, and in the month of October, so excited. We got so many different things going on. Um, but truthfully, guys, they're all still just one. And that is we're constantly recruiting, training, and developing people for six and seven figure leadership positions. That's what we do. And everything we put in place is designed to do just that. And so we've got a blitz going on right now where you can get to regional builder on 50% of normal requirements uh, to get that promotion. You can do it with 50% of the requirements. You can get to national builder on 50% of the requirements. You can get promoted to our first level directorship with 50% of the requirements in the month of October only. So now's the time to blitz for the promotion that you've always wanted. Hey, you could even get a double promotion if you're willing to go do the work and make it happen. It has been done before. And so now's the perfect time to do that. We also have an incredible reactivation campaign for someone who may have run into hard times or things may have happened and, and they let go of their business for a period of time. Hey, they can come back in and pay one month and get the next two months free. That's right. Come back in, pay the month of October and get November and December free. And, and, and why is that so significant? Well, because you know we have three and free, which means once you sponsor three people direct to you, your uh, membership becomes free. Well, if you pay in October and you go work over the next three months to put three people in place, you'll never have to pay for your membership again. It'll be free from this point going forward. What a perfect time to do that. Hey, what else is exciting? Well, if you get back started in October, paying one time, you also take advantage of all the Blitz promotions. So now you can get promoted to Regional Builder if you haven't already on 50% of the requirements. You can get promoted to National Builder if you haven't already. You can double promote. You can go for it. Now, if you didn't get the opportunity to go for it before. So this is the time for you absolutely uh, to get started. If, for whatever reasons that life lifed in your situation, this is a time for you to get started and, uh, and take advantage of the most explosive promotional month we've ever had. And so guys, now's the time for everybody to get on track to make things happen. I'm gonna talk to you about ability. See, to be successful in this industry, you've gotta have three abilities. The one is that you have to be able to be accountable. See guys, what it takes to win is different. And so you've gotta be accountable to somebody who can share with you what it takes to win. See, if you're not doing enough and no one ever shares with you what enough is, then how will you ever succeed? And so accountability is very, very important. And then the one I'm going to focus on today is coachability. See, my mentor always said to me, Chris, success is a language. And if you don't go learn that language, how are you ever going to win? And see, what we all have to accept is as much as we think we're great, as much as we, we're, we are confident, as much as we the truth of the matter is, if you aren't wealthy, then that means you don't know how to become wealthy, because that's not the kind of secret you would keep from yourself. 
If you knew how to do it, you'd have done it already. So you got to walk into this understanding that the reason you're here is because you're here to learn something new that could change your life in business and in finance that could set you free, finance free and time free to enjoy your life the way you design. And if you knew how to do that, you would have already done it. So you've got to accept that you need to be coachable to somebody that can teach you how to do what you're here to do. But if you resist coachability, which is nature, naturally people resist coachability. So you've got to fight against that natural instinct to not allow yourself to be coached. And guys, we resist. If you don't believe it, think about childhood. <laughs> We're born into this world. We don't know crap. And as a baby, we have no choice but to allow what's done to us to be done. But as soon as we get the slightest inkling of ability, as soon as we can walk, as soon as we, what do we do? We rebel. That's why they call it the terrible twos. We, re we, we rebel against coachability. And our parents have to keep going, no, don't do that. Don't touch that. Don't do And we keep doing it anyway. <laughs> when their intentions are only good for us and to keep us alive, we rebel. So it is instinct to rebel against coachability. but only those of us who realize fall in line and allow our parents to coach us in the early stages of our lives, learn valuable lessons. I still live by lessons taught to me by my mom. Because as much as I rebelled, I also listened. And some of it stuck with me. And thank God it did. It saved my life some of the things she taught me. And sometimes I wonder if I wasn't so hard-headed and stubborn, how much more would she have taught me? So coachability is the second stage. The third one is credibility. And let me tell you the thing about credibility. It's the only thing you can't do for yourself. I mean, it's the only thing. So you can make a decision to be accountable. You can make a decision to be coachable. You can't make a decision to be credible. Credibility is what someone else gives you. See, in order to have credibility in your field, you usually have to start with a degree in that field. Um, and, and if it's not a degree, then you got to start with a recommendation or reference from someone else about your work in that field. You have to be recognized or rewarded for your work in that field. See, all of these things give you credibility as to why someone should believe you know what you're talking about. You would not go to a doctor that did not have a medical degree that was not licensed to practice medicine. I hope you wouldn't go. See, those outside things give that person credibility. So it's those outside institutions that bestow that credibility on you. To be successful here, you've got to have credibility. Who bestows the credibility? Your upline. Your upline bestows credibility on you to your downline that gets them to feel comfortable about being coachable to you. And that's why the relationship between you and your upline is so very important. And the bigger you edify your upline, the bigger the credibility they're allowed to bestow on you. So if you're saying to people, oh, my upline isn't crap. Well, when it's time for your upline to bestow credibility on you, 
people are going, well, why do I care what they're saying? You already said they aren't crap. So if crap is saying you're good, it's probably a lie. See, you just shot your own credibility by not paying respect to your own. Because it's your upline who has to put the credibility back on you. So you have to edify the people above you so that they can bestow the credibility upon you so that the people on your team are comfortable being coachable to you. So coachability, accountability, and credibility are the three abilities you have to master to be successful in this industry. So now I'm gonna try to share a presentation. And so I'm gonna talk to you about, you know, um, a lot about coachability today. Cause again, I think it's the only one we, we absolutely resist um, out of the three abilities. So I'm, I'm, I just want you to be able to identify and this is important. See the four stages of mastery. If you want to master anything, and trust me, guys, if you're going to make six and seven figures in this business, you need to master the business. You, you, you've got to take this seriously. You've got to become a self-improvement junkie. You've got to commit to mastery. You've got to commit to getting better every day, even if it's just a little bit better. You've got to commit to getting better every day. But first you have to understand the process of mastery. See, the first part of mastery is, is this, unconscious incompetence. See, the biggest problem people have when they first get involved in anything is you don't know what you don't know. See, you come here with all the knowledge and experience of everything you've gone through in the world and you automatically assume that those lessons apply here. And nine out of 10 times, they don't. They don't. This is an alternative use universe. Network marketing is an alternative universe to the real world. It's literally the polar opposite in most situations. But you don't know that. You're unconsciously incompetent. You have no idea what applies and what doesn't. So you just come charging in with the mentality you already have. When the first thing you should understand is, okay, I, I don't know what I don't know. And that's the number one reason I need to be coachable. Then two, it'll move you to the stage of conscience incompetence. See, this is when now, now you start to know what you don't know. And, and, when you realize you don't know everything, it should motivate you to learn. But guess what our natural instinct is? Often it just gets you to make excuses. The, the uncomfortableness of not knowing. The, the ego kicks in and then you make excuses for not knowing instead of just accepting you don't know. See, it's, it's okay not to know. It really is. Some of you, some of you lose trust of people because you won't admit you don't know. You'd rather make an excuse or lie than to just say, you know, that's a good question. And I, I, I actually don't know the answer, but what I promise you I will do is go find out the answer and bring that information back to you. Is that fair? Great, I'll give you a call back tomorrow with the answer to that question. See, so, why, so many of you, that's hard to say when somebody asks you something you don't know because you feel like you should know. Should and do two different things. I'd much rather admit I don't and assure them that I'll go find out. 
but so many people find that difficult. So when you move to conscious incompetence and you realize you don't know everything you should know, let it motivate you to learn. Don't let it lead you to making excuses. The third stage you move into is conscious competence. See, once you learn, practice, drill, rehearse, repetition, 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 now you know what you didn't know. And then you keep practice, drill, and rehearsing that information until you move to the stage of mastery, which is unconscious competence. See, it becomes your nature. It's so many people that say to me now, oh, you're so good at speaking. You're so good at training. You're so... No, I've been doing it for 40 years. Guys, I'm approaching 40 years in this industry. And I know that's hard for you to believe because I'm only 41, or at least I look 41, or at least that's what I'm telling you. But the truth of the matter is I joined at 19 in this industry, and I'm now in my late 50s. I've been, and this is the only thing I've ever done. So I've been doing it so long, it's second nature. I've forgotten more things than most people in this industry know. But if you ask me a question, my mind will go into that Rolodex file and pull out that information that I thought I forgot. It's second nature. So much of what it takes to be successful. Now, does that mean I know everything? No, I still read and learn every day. I constantly sharpen my skills every day because the world is always changing. So if you don't always change with the world, then your knowledge will become obsolete. So I'm constantly going through these four stages so that I may master different areas in my life. But when something comes up I don't know, I, really, I immediately acknowledge that I don't know what I don't know, which motivates me to learn and then I'll study, research, dig, read. And then once I find the answer, then I'll commit it to memory by practice, drilling, rehearsing until it becomes stage four, nature rolls off my tongue. Don't even have to think about it. See, if you understand these stages and apply them every time you're in a situation where you don't know something, you'll, you'll achieve mastery. And mastery is what they pay you six and seven figures for. That's what you get paid the big bucks for. If you don't commit to mastering things, you will not earn the income on a consistent basis to be financially free for the rest of your life. But if you commit to mastery, then you'll be paid what you're worth. And trust me, leadership committed to mastery is worth a lot. A lot. A whole lot. <laughs> so today's lesson, I'm not going to be long, is I want you to identify if you're coachable. I'm going to talk about the red flags as the people who aren't coachable. And you don't have to have all 14 of these red flags. If you have one, chances are you're not coachable. And if you don't make adjustments, you're not going to master this business. But these are the signs of people that are difficult to coach or that are not coachable. And most of the people who have these signs think they're coachable, which is why they don't change 
and which is why they don't improve. So let's go through. What are the red flags? You talk more than you listen. You'll be amazed at how people call me for mentoring or with a question, but then they proceed to talk more than they let me talk and give themselves the answer that they want and then hang up as if I helped them. I am conscious of this. I watch it. Sometimes I actually say, so did you call for my opinion or you just wanted me to listen to yours? And only then do sometimes they catch themselves and stop talking and actually listen. But most of the time they don't, they'll still interrupt me to make their point. You're not coachable. If you call me for coaching or mentoring, if you call your upline for coaching or mentoring, or if your upline calls you to give you a tip or some information that can help you, listen. Listen. Number two, you never ask for feedback from other people. You never even ask. You just run off to the races with what you want to do. You're not coachable. You're not coachable if you aren't being coached. So many people come in this company and you just start doing things yourself, your own way. And you never look for any feedback or input because you don't want to be coached, which means you're not coachable. You think that you know it all and never want to ask for help. You'll be amazed at how people feel like, I know what I'm doing. And they want to go prove it to you without help. We say to people all the time, don't go try to explain this business to people. What is the first thing they do after they see the presentation? <laughs> they go try to explain it to them. Well, this is my friend. Well, this is my relative. Well, this is my, and they give it an excuse. Well, because of who this person is, I can explain it to them. No, you can't explain it to anyone. Allow us to help you. Is the first thing you got to submit to help. Even when we say contact your friends and family, we say contact them and ask them, will they help you? It's so hard for people to do. But if you're coachable, you'll find that people are willing to help you if you ask. So you got to be willing to ask for help. Four, you dispute or seek proof as to why the constructive feedback you're receiving is wrong. You'll be amazed how many times I've had somebody say, after I talked to you, I went and looked it up. <laughs> and you were right. See, you wasted that time and energy not being coachable. You literally sought out a different opinion. You'll be amazed at how many people will talk to you and then they'll go talk to somebody else if they don't like what you said. That happens to me all the time as well. They'll talk to me, I'll tell them, and then they'll call somebody else. You're not coachable. You don't really want to know the truth. You just want the answer you want. So you'll keep calling until you seek it. It's like a kid. I go to my mom and say, can I have a cookie? The mom says, no. I go to my dad and go, can I have a cookie? 
if mom and dad's not talking, dad might say yes, and I get the cookie before mom finds out. But if they communicate, dad's going to say, what did your mom say? And now I got a big dilemma because I could either lie about what my mom said and say, oh, she said it's okay. To which they're going to eventually find out I lied and I'm going to be in big trouble. Or I could tell the truth and hope for a different decision from dad, which almost never happens because if mom said no, dad is not going against that and get himself in trouble most of the time. Every now and then he'll sneak you a cookie and say, don't tell mom. <laughs> but guys, if you're the type of person that disputes your coaching and go to seek an alternative answer or proof that your coach is wrong, you're not coachable. Stop acting like you are or pretending you are, you're not. And it's gonna affect how fast you become successful and master your business. Number five, you tend to reject other people's ideas. You're so committed to the way you wanna do things, you don't even listen to other people's ideas. You're not even open. That's not coachable. At no point do you have all the ideas for everything. I have a sounding board. I, yes, I'm the CEO of the company, but I have a chairman and a mentor in Scott Tomer that I can sound everything off and get his ideas. And then I have the chief operating officer and the president of the company, uh, Dwayne and Clint, who I believe are two of the best to ever do what they do. And then I sound it off of them and get their ideas. And that combination of the one above me and the two beside me is how we come up with some of our best ideas. I wish I could say it's just me. I just, my idea, my way to highway. Never know. There isn't a decision I made, even if it's completely my decision, that I don't sound off my people. The mentor I have and my two partners that helped me run everything day to day, Dwayne and Clint. Even if I'm just telling them what I'm thinking and say, hey, what do you think? You can't reject others' ideas and consider yourself cultural. You can't accept criticism. You can't be coachable if no one can ever tell you whether you're doing something right or wrong. You gotta be able to accept criticism. You gotta remember your coach's objective is for you to win, not to hurt your feelings. Do you understand that we are aligned? We are linked. If you win, the company wins. The company wins, I win. You lose, the company loses. The company loses, I lose. We are connected. Why would I ever want you to lose? Every one of your upline's income is directly tied to yours. So you've got to understand that is the foundation of all criticism is the desire to help you get better. No other reason. This is not the real world where people criticize in order to degrade or put you down or make themselves feel better than you. See, that's out there. Remember earlier I said here is the polar opposite of out there. See, criticism out there is typically to tear somebody down. Criticism here is to build you up. And number seven is you don't have a growth mindset. See, you think you are where you need to be. I, I'm, I'm just being me. I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it 100. 
Earlier I said, if you knew how to be wealthy, you'd be wealthy already. So since we've established you don't know, why would you have the mindset that you don't need to grow, that you don't need to learn, that you already know everything that goes contrary to what we just said, which is if you know everything you need to know, then you're as high as you're ever going to get. You've already achieved everything you're already going to achieve. You have achieved in life your plateau. If you already know, if you are just being you, if you just going to keep it 100, if you ain't changing, then you're at your peak. And if you're okay with your peak, then you're right. But if you're trying to get better, get more, elevate, achieve financial freedom, time freedom, build a legacy for your children's children, if that's what you're trying to do and you haven't done it, you got to have a growth mindset. You got to try to grow every day. You got to keep reading. You got to keep studying. You got to allow yourself to be coached. Some of you don't realize your desire to keep it 100, to be myself, is actually what's stopping you from being coachable and able to grow. But I love me. Great. Change, get rich, then change back to the you you love. That's what you want to do. But you can't elevate if you don't grow. So many of you just aren't open to change. If you're the type of person that's constantly talking about the way it used to be and the way you used to do it, and you like to do it the way you used to do it, and you just used to doing what things the way you used to do it, if you're not open to change, you can't grow. How can you want things to be the way they were when the world isn't the way it was? If the world keeps changing, you have to change too. And since we're in an ever-involving, living, breathing element, which is this world we live in, then you must continue to evolve. You don't have a choice. Because if you don't, then the world will consume you and ultimately destroy you. What was rich 10 years ago is poor today. If you would have stayed the same rich of 10 years ago, you would probably not be rich today. And that's if you changed nothing but inflation and the value of a dollar. And the world keeps changing. So you've got to change with it. 30, 40 years ago, you could have bought a house for under $20,000. Brand new. Today, you can't buy one for under $250,000. How are we from $20,000 250000 but if you continue to save for the 20000 you barely have the down payment when you used to be able to buy the whole house. See, the world keeps evolving. You can't be stuck. You know how I can identify a person that's not going to be coachable right away? Because they're usually negative. Your attitude is usually negative. A person with a negative attitude cannot be coachable, nor can they be coached. And so if you find yourself being negative or having the negative comment or the sarcasm or the doubt in everything that somebody says, chances are you're not coachable.
And now guys, I'm telling you these points because I want you to do a self-examination. But I also want you to remember these points as you're trying to coach others. See, this business is a student-teacher relationship. As soon as you come in, you become a student. And as soon as you recruit a person, you become a teacher. And now you got to pass what you learned to the person. It comes to you, then you got to give it to somebody. It comes to you, you got to give it to somebody. So you're immediately in a student-teacher relationship. So I want you to self-evaluate your coachability, but also as you're working with others, identify if they're coachable or not. Don't spend all your time pouring into a person that doesn't have the room to take what you're pouring. You would not grab a glass and just start pouring water in it without checking to see if there's something in it already. And if it's full, then you don't pour. You look for something empty or that has room for you to pour into. So in your new role as a student teacher, that's what we are. As soon as you get involved, you're a student to someone. Your sponsor, your upline. But as soon as you invite the first person to get involved, now you're a teacher. Which means now you exist as a student teacher. As soon as you get it, you give it. You get it, you give it. So I want you to look at this two ways. Do a self-evaluation. Am I coachable? How can I get better at being coachable? And then also look at it as how do I identify people that are coachable or have the ability to be coached and those who don't? So I know where to invest my time. See, guys, I'm doing this class on this, but I don't spend my time trying to change everybody who appears to be uncoachable to being coachable. I don't, I, I don't have time. I identify the people who want to be coached and I coach them. And the ones that don't, I don't. I don't bother them. See, you got to want to be. And that's up to you to get to that point. And then I will coach you and I will help you. But if you don't want to be or show me any sign that you don't want to be, if you have a negative attitude, if you have a non-growth mindset that you are where you are and you, and you are who you are and you're going to continue to be you and keep it real, if, you, if I see any of that, I just humbly back off and find somebody who does want to be poured into. Number 10, you constantly see yourself as the victim in a situation. You can't be coached if every time you're criticized or taught or you see yourself as the victim. You always have a defensive reaction. This one happens all the time. I'll say something, they go, no, that's not how it is. No, I didn't do that. No, this isn't, no, you're wrong, I didn't. If, if that's your reaction, you're not allowing yourself to be coached. There are plenty of times in my life that my mentors have said things or pointed out things or made examples of things that I didn't think applied to me. I never said that. I never responded defensively. I just listened. See, I learned early on, take what you need and apply it. But I understand, especially when my mentor is talking to a group, that they're sending messages to multiple people at that time. Everything they're saying isn't you. 
some of the things they're saying is what they're trying to tell the person sitting to the left of you or to the right of you. So you don't interject and go, no, that's not right. That, I didn't do. No, you accept the messages that you know are you. See, on this list, you may not be all of these things. But if you see one of them that you are, you accept and change that one. The other ones are for other people. <laughs> so you should never react defensively because it may not be that particular point may not apply to you, but the next one might. But if you've already stopped listening because you got defensive on the last one, you'll miss the next one that really is for you. People that aren't coachable don't recognize contributors when they deserve it. You don't recognize people that contribute to your growth and your success when they deserve it. Because you think it's all you. Which goes back to you don't have a broke mindset and you're not open to change. You have feedback phobia. You don't even, you're afraid the feedback may be contrary to what you're doing. So you, you don't seek it at all. You, you're afraid to get someone's opinion. You, you have a phobia of people giving you any feedback. You avoid all feedback at all costs because you're afraid that feedback may force you to have to change something. And it's so much easier to just stay the same than to go through the pain of change. So it literally becomes a phobia where you avoid feedback at all costs. There are people who won't join my mentoring programs because they don't, they're avoiding, they don't want that feedback. <laughs> they're afraid of that feedback. So I, I do a regional builder call. Not all regional builders are on it. I do a national builder call. Not all national builders are on it because it's optional if you want to be mentored or not. And there are people who choose not. <laughs> they don't want to get on. They don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to have to be coachable. They have a phobia of knowing the truth about where they are, who they are. And number 14, you avoid challenges. I see it all the time. People who don't want to compete. Oh, why do we compete? Why don't we just be one big happy team? Because life's not one big happy team. From the moment we're born into a household that children already exist, you're competing. I'm the youngest of four. There were three kids already in that house when my mother brought me home. The competition began immediately for my mother's attention and affection. And that competition continued throughout my childhood. And then they sent me to school. What was that school? A classroom full of kids waiting to compete. And now I competed through kindergarten, through first, second, third, fourth grade. I competed through middle school. I competed through high school. When I finished high school, where did I do? I picked a college. What was waiting for me at the college? A whole bunch of other kids from high schools all over the world waiting to compete. And so we began to compete in different areas through college. Finished college, what was waiting for me? A big world with jobs and opportunities. And guess what was there? People waiting to compete for the job, compete for the promotion, compete for the business idea. Your whole life is challenges. And if you get good at them 
and you allow yourself to be coached by people who walk the walk before you, you can win. But if you try to avoid challenges your whole life, that's the big controversy right now. They're changing kids' sports to, instead of giving the winning team trophies, give everybody who played a trophy. Life's not going to do that. The real world's not going to give everybody a trophy. So if you stop people's ability to face challenges early in life, they'll go through their whole life that way and they'll lose. We got a contest right now to win your money back if you're going to Riviera Maya. Are you in it? We get a contest right now to get promoted to 50%. Are you in it? Oh, but Chris, I don't really care about that. I don't care about a lot of stuff that I compete for. You know why? Because it's a competition. The lottery is a billion dollars. I'm in it. Chances of me winning, slim to none. Chance of me winning if I'm not in it, none. I'd rather have slim to none than none for sure. So I'm in it. Now, if I don't win, guess what? My life doesn't change. I'm already successful. I've already got money. I'm already a millionaire. You know what's funny? What's funny is how people look at me and some of them even say something when I pull up to the gas station maybe driving my Bentley or my Ferrari, and I stand in line with everybody else to get a lottery ticket. And they go, you don't need it. What do you mean I don't need it? This competition, right? Anybody can win, right? <laughs> then I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in everything. <laughs> if I got a shot at winning, I'm in it. <laughs> The difference may be that if I don't win, I'm still okay. But what if I do? Do you know what kind of difference I can make in the world if I won a billion dollars? You know how many of my goals and dreams I could achieve? You know, one day I want to, I, I, I promised myself that when I got rich enough, I was going to put my mother's name on something. I want my mother to live an infinite. I want, I want people to know. I, I want to create. My mother was a nurse. I, I want the, 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 the nursing school to have my mother's name on it, or maybe a nursing home to have my mother's name on it. Or I, I want a building with my mother's name, maybe even if it's just a ranch or family farm with my mother's name on it, that all of our relatives can go to and have family reunion, something I'm going to put my mother's name on. If I want a billion dollars, that would happen this month. I would take that money and do something to put my mother's name on. You don't think I'm willing to stand in a line and pay a couple of bucks for a lottery ticket, if it could speed up that process, you darn right, I'm in it. What's the likelihood? Slim to none. But slim means there's still a shot. And I'm taking it. Guys, you got to face every challenge. Don't avoid any of them. If there's a chance you can win, go for it. Go for it. You never know. Guys, I just want to spend a little time with you on don't fall into any of these traps that prevent you from being coachable. There's three abilities and you want to be masterful at them all. Be accountable. Allow someone to help you be accountable. It's painful to have your efforts before you every day. I remember 
when I first got started. They had they called the program Top Gun, and I, I wanted to be a Top Gun so bad. But Top Gun meant you allowed yourself to be accountable and coachable. And I would get in there and see my mentor wasn't leaning at all. Like if if you had a week that you did nothing and there was four or five categories that you should have had results in, he would make you say zero. And he, he wouldn't let you just say, oh, I had a bad week. I didn't do anything. No, 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 no. We're going to go step by step. How many recruits did you have? Zero. How many presentations did you do? Zero. You know the answer already, zero. You see it on the board. I wrote zeros. No, no, no. He wants you to say it. <laughs> How many sales did you make? Zero. And I'm in a room full of people. And I got to say zero five times. And you, your gut wants to get mad at them. But the truth is you realize you should be mad at you because you're the one who have the ability to make sure you never have to say zero five times again by going to work. And I learned that. And so I made a commitment. I was never going to have to say zeros again. I was going to make sure of that. See, that's what accountability did for me. And I never said zero again. And I never went a week without a paycheck. So you got to allow yourself to be accountable. You got to allow yourself to be coachable. I grew up poor. I don't know what success is. I had to learn. My mentor used to say success is a language. I had to learn a new language. So coachability is so important. And credibility. I learned to always edify my mentors. So when it came time to ask them about me, they always gave me credibility because they always had something great to say about me and my actions and my work ethic and my integrity and my character. Go master those three abilities and we'll see you at the top, the tip top, the very top. Go have an incredible weekend. Thanks for joining me.